Welcome back to Victory of the People podcast. I am your host, Nicholas Castaneda. This is Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. How the hell are you guys doing? I am doing okay. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope your Monday was not like everyone's typical Monday. Um, And I really just want to say... Where are all my essential workers at? I mean, how the hell are you guys doing in this crazy time? I mean, if you felt like you were never appreciated before, oh my goodness, turn on the TV, turn on the radio, watch every commercial, because oh my lord, everybody loves the essential workers now. It's funny how they call it essential workers now. But, I mean, for most of us, we've been kind of doing this work all the time. But, you know, when uh, shit goes bad and everyone sees, oh, my goodness, look at every, look at the healthcare workers, the truck drivers, the warehouse workers. All of a sudden, we are now essential. But my big, big question is for all of you essential workers out there, when this pandemic is over... When it's finally over and everything kind of starts going back to normal, how much love do you think the essential workers are going to get? How much love do you think is going to just kind of linger on until, you know, I mean, you know, maybe by the end of the year, maybe it'll fizzle away. Maybe it'll be immediate. Maybe it'll be just back to the same old shit being underappreciated and undervalued throughout all the workforce in America when everyone just found out that a lot of these jobs can be done from their own damn house, except for a lot of the warehouse workers, truck drivers, uh, the nurses, the doctors, all those essential workers out there who have to go out and grind out in the, you know, the real world and we can't do our jobs from home. And we're getting all this love, all this this publicity about how great we are and how, oh my goodness, how we're all heroes. Everyone, you're a hero. Did you know that? So I guess before a pandemic, when there's no pandemic going on, you're not a hero. Okay? Maybe doctors are, because I mean, doctors and nurses, I mean, they're always curing sick people, right? But I mean, you don't really, you know... You don't see it all the time on television saying, oh, my goodness, you see those heroes today. Uh, But, I mean, you turn on the television, you listen to the news. It's hero this, heroes that, essential this. We're grateful for that. But, you know, people, a lot of these essential workers out there have been doing this same shit probably their whole careers, their whole lives, maybe their whole working life. They've been doing the same stuff. But you know what? recognition is not going around when there's no pandemic happening. We're just regular people that could get underpaid and undervalued out there in the communities until shit goes bad. And now all of a sudden we're labeled essential. So that kind of was griping me. It was pissing me off a little bit because I swear every time you listen to something, you turn to something, you read something, it's all these people saying how great all these workers are and how much they they need us and all this other stuff. But, you know, when it comes time to start paying some of these people that are doing a lot of the work or, you know, providing health care for a lot of these people that are doing stuff like that, 
I hope they remember all this this love fest that's been going on during the pandemic. When it's time to show people how much they really care other than just promoting your own company on television to make you seem like you're so goddamn like thoughtful, but when it's come when it comes down to the real thing of showing the actual people actual appreciation when it comes to monetary value, I hope that they all remember what they were saying during the pandemic. Because when this stuff is over, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure it's just going to go back to normal. Okay? And I hope that we all remember those essential workers out there, those people that are grinding around the clock, making their money. I hope we remember how useful and how important we are when it comes time to go face-to-face with these corporations. Because if there's a time to take a stand, the time would be now. Because look how much all of us are needed. All you essential workers are needed out there. I myself, I work in a warehouse, so I am labeled essential, okay? So I'm with everyone here with you. And I'm trying to speak out and let you guys know that we need to remember how useful and how important we really are. So when it comes time for them to lowball or treat us bad, we need to remember that during this pandemic, everybody loved us. Okay, everybody loved us. Um, so we need to make sure we remember that, and we need to let them know how important we are. Um, so you know, all of you out there, keep doing your stuff, keep working. You know, all the people that aren't able to work, you know, I'm feeling for you because that that has to be tough, man. Because there's, it's twofold, really. I mean, one. Just not having a job in general is pretty shitty, okay? When you don't have a job and you don't have something to get up for or you're not making a living, you kind of you kind of feel lost. You feel like you have no real place. You're, you're not doing anything. You're not contributing. Um, you're kind of on a standstill. You know, you when you don't have a job, you're just like, like stuck with your own thoughts. You, you know, like me, I'm stuck with my thoughts on my commute, which is about an hour. But when you don't have a job, you're stuck with the goddamn thoughts for 24 hours a day. Um, so, you know, I, I, hopefully everything gets back to normal that all the people that have been laid off, they get a job, they find their job, maybe they get their old job back. But what I hope doesn't happen is that when all these people that have been fired or laid off because everybody was just trying to make cutbacks because of everything that's happening, that they got fired, they got laid off, they got whatever happened to them, when it's time to go back, I hope these bastards and these big corporations, as you can tell, I'm not a fan of it. I hope that they don't pull some shit by lowballing and not paying people the amount of money that they need to get paid because they they know that everybody out there that's been struggling for work is going to need any kind of job out there. So they're going to take any kind of job with any kind of pay because you know what? If you were lucky enough to even get unemployment, from what I hear, the line is backed up. It's taking forever to get everybody unemployment and for everybody to get some money because the government, yeah, they gave out the stimulus check, right? Just one damn check. They think it's going to last and they think people are going to survive off of that. Well, they need to fucking wake up because it's not. that's not how it's going to be. And even if things go back to normal, all the people that lost their jobs and all that stuff that are struggling, you can't just say, oh, well, 
it's back to normal. Everything's back to normal. No, the month that or the months or the weeks that these people have been struggling, you're going to still need to help them out. But I guarantee you, it's not going to happen. The jobs will just open up and they think that'll be it. But these companies are probably going to not pay people as much money because they know they could get a lot of work for cheap because there's going to be a lot of people out there gunning for any kind of job because they have to make some kind of money because they're so far behind and the government kind of just left them there. They told us, we need to stay at home. You do not go to work. This is the law. You can get a ticket. You can get arrested. The company shut everything down. And then the government kind of just sits on their hands while they wait and decide and figure out if, man, should we give some people some money? Do you think they need it? Of course they need it. It's like you're telling them that they can't go to work and then you're not giving them anything and the system takes so long that these people are struggling. I heard a stat that, you know, damn near 65% of the country might end up just being homeless if we don't provide something. And meanwhile, it takes forever for anything to happen and there's people struggling out there and I'm, I'm grateful because I still have a job and I'm able to provide and make money. But it doesn't mean I don't feel for everyone else out there because we are all the same. You know, unlike the celebrities and the big businesses and all these rich politicians that keep saying that we're in this together, we're in this together. No, they're not. I'm with it. I'm with you guys. Even though I'm working, I can feel for it because we're all, especially in California, we're all just a paycheck away from not having a place to live or not having food to eat or not having a car to drive. We're that close. And to see what's going on and it just keeps happening and the time it takes to get any kind of funding throughout this country, it is nuts. And it's it's a struggle and it's just, it's sad that we continue to let this happen. I know I spoke about this before, but it was kind of, it's just like hearing this constant stuff about sticking together and all the essential workers, how much love they're pouring out for everybody. But a lot of these workers that are out there, before the pandemic started, these people were getting shitted on, saying that we probably don't even need them. Well, we don't need these people here. They don't, this work is not important. We're not going to pay you this. We're not going to pay you that. But now all of a sudden, they need all of us. So just remember that, okay? When stuff gets back to normal and you start seeing that, you know what? They're starting to just treat us like the, the regular just grind workers that we are, you know, remember, they need us more than they're going to tell us. I mean, but they'll tell us in a pandemic because it makes them look great. Okay. So, um, I know I came out this podcast really hot right now. (laughs) This really was zero to 100 real quick. As, uh, the song, uh, I believe says, I'm not, I'm kind of out of the music game here, but yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I was, I was, I was driving into work today and I was listening to stuff and I kept hearing it. And over the weekend, oh my God, watching the NFL draft, uh, every five seconds, it was about, we're here with you here. We're, we're, we're in this together. All these millionaires and the commissioner, oh my God. It's for those of you don't follow football, the draft was this weekend. Um, shout out to my Raiders because I think they had a great draft, but Overall, the commissioner was just too much of that freaking bastard. 
talking about acting like he cares about this, cares about that. Those motherfuckers don't care about nothing except money. Just like everybody else. All these celebrities want to act like they're normal. You're not normal. And it's fine. We we allow you to be that way because we 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 prop you up so high on the pedestal because, you know, we need something to look towards. You know, the, oh, man, look at their life. Look how they live. Uh, you know, it's cool. I mean, I do it, too. I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of things. But I'm just saying, like, when it comes to stuff like this, they have to be able to step back and realize, you know what, like, maybe we should just stay quiet. They don't. Not everybody needs to hear from celebrities about how much they care about us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, over the weekend, just it was just stewing. And then at work, I was just thinking about it again because we got a lot of workers and, you know, they're, we're working hard and, you know, we're we're going out there when nobody else is and we're providing a lot of services and stuff like that. So it was just kind of just, you know, it was pissing me off. So, I, you know, right after work fire up the old podcast because I was ready to go. As you can tell, I was. Um, But, you know, my weekend was okay, aside from all that other stuff. Um, Myself, when it comes to Saturdays, uh, for the weekend, when you work graveyard shift, typically, you you know, you get off work the next following morning. So if you go to work like today, I went to work on Monday night, I get off Sunday morning right around now. It's about five in the morning. Um, so on Fridays when, when I go to work, I'm usually getting off by Saturday morning, you know, around this time. And there's some times where I kind of get in the mentality of, well, I mean, I don't want to waste my weekend. I mean, I get Saturdays and Sundays off, but if I go home and I go to sleep, I feel like I'm going to be wasting the day. Um, so, you know, me being the smart guy that I am. I decided I'm not going to sleep when I get home. I'm just going to stay up. I'm going to grind it out. Um, so I did that. And uh, it was going okay um, until about closer to the nighttime. Jesus, man, what are they doing on these freeways? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I am driving during my podcast. You know, I mean, most of my podcasts are like this. But there's freaking construction everywhere. I mean, there's never this much construction on the freeways ever at night. Yeah, maybe one lane, maybe two lane, but they damn near closing the whole fucking freeway and there's gravel kicking up everywhere and freaking rocks hitting my windows and stuff like that. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, like that's where our money's going is repaving roads that no one gives. I mean, I don't care about these freeways, dude. I feel like it's a waste of money sometimes because some of them are already okay, but they just repave it just to repave it. I mean, I'm sure the money could go elsewhere. But if anything, at least fucking move the gravel off the freeway. Jesus Christ. Because you know you know what? The rocks will pop up and hit my windshield. And I'll get a crack in my windshield, which isn't my fault. But then I can't blame anybody because I'm on a freeway at 5 o'clock in the fucking morning. And there's nobody to, I mean, who am I supposed to blame? I can't do a claim on it. Who, who the fuck is going to, I mean, who's going to pay for it? I'm going to pay for it. You know why? Because they want to do work on the freeways and fucking just kick up rocks left and right. (sighs) Anyways, back to me staying up forever. So I stayed up for about 30 plus hours. I mean, I got some stuff done, you know, do some laundry, do some dishes, stuff like that. But I mean, it was a grind. I'm not sure why I decided to do that. But then at some point, those of you who stay up pretty late or stay up for long periods of time, 
you hit this second win, you start feeling alive again. And all of a sudden, you know, you're full of energy, which you shouldn't because, you know, I was up for probably like 30 plus hours. And so, you know, I grinded it out. But then late at night after dinner, oh, my God, my belly was full. And I was just like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out, which I did. So, I mean, Saturday was fun. Did some stuff. But at nighttime, I mean, I crashed out. I slept for like 16 hours. I'm not going to lie. I mean, usually I toss and turn a little bit or I wake up in the middle of the night. Nah. I I fell asleep and I did not wake up once. It was I was like in a coma. But uh so yeah, that was my basically my weekend. Sunday I made uh made the kids go for a walk. I mean these kids are they can be kind of stubborn. I mean they're 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 fighting the whole doing homework at home and the, the schoolwork, the the distance learning as they call it. They're fighting that every step of the way. So, I mean, everything's a battle right now with the kids. You know what I mean? I mean, those of you who have kids out there, uh, shout out to the ones that are uh, doing well with the distance learning. But, I mean, my kids are fighting it, you know. Uh, so that's that's always fun. And, um, you know, my kid, uh, my oldest one, he's always taking trying to take shortcuts. You know, he, uh, he took a test, took a math test. And, uh, I mean, I think he got like one out of five, something like that, right? So I'm like, well, let me look at the test, dude. Let's let's see the test, what the answers. And he clearly just guessed. It was multiple choice. And he guessed. And I'm looking at it because it looks like guesswork. And the reason why I know is because I did it when I was a kid, okay? <laughs> and so I'm looking at it. I'm like, you, immediately you guessed that everything. He's like, no. And I'm like, come on. Did you guess? He's like, a little bit. You know, most kids, like, that's, I mean, that's the most he says when you ask him about schoolwork. You ask him about video games or something like that, or Naruto or whatever, uh, and he's he'll talk you up a storm. But you ask him about school, how about school? Uh, you know, I, I, do you have any homework? Yeah. Do you, are you gonna do it all? Uh, like that's all the response I get from him, and it's just like, uh. and I got my youngest. I explained it last time, and she just fights it too, and she just flat. I was like, nope. No, I don't have any work. And it's like, oh, Lord. So, um, but yeah, so I, you know what? I, I forced them to go go for a walk. Uh, I like to go for a walk. So they got to get them out, move their legs. Although they're running around the house all the time, wrestling, fighting. They got freaking lightsabers and running up and down the stairs. So they're getting their work out that way. But, you know, I took them outside a little bit. My middle son, he's, uh, he kind of, you know, he, we walk outside. He's like, well, do we need a mask? He's, he's kind of, he's not really sure. He's a little freaked out. I said, you're going to be fine. We're, you know, we're not going to be around a bunch of people, which we weren't. We were just us, just us. So, I mean, we went outside, we did that walk thing. So that was good. But yeah, the weekend was pretty chill, except for me kind of grinding out, being a zombie, staying up for 30 plus hours. That was exciting. But uh, just seeing all that stuff about the essential worker kind of set me off. Um, It's been, it's been bothering me. I mean, a a lot of my podcasts kind of are centered around that. Um, but uh, for the most part, the weekend was normal. Work was okay. Um, the days are kind of blended in. But, I mean, for the people that are working every single day, I mean, I know we're in a pandemic and, you know, you probably see your family more than you normally do. And your sleep schedule is probably a little bit, I mean, for me, I'm sleeping more than I normally would. I mean, by, you know, when I choose to actually sleep, I mean, my schedule is actually a lot easier now because nobody's going anywhere. So I'm actually getting more sleep than I never did. So the pandemic, you know, 
is allowing me to sleep. So, I mean, if there's a positive to it, <laughs> it's uh, good old Nick is getting some rest. So, um, I mean, obviously, yes, it's a very bad thing going on. But for for other some people, you know, I mean, there's some positives to it. So, I mean, I'm getting a lot more rest. And for some people, you know, you're you get to see your family a lot more. Um, there is death going on and it could be scary if you get it and people are passing it along. But I mean, think about it, man. I mean, a lot of you are getting to see your family a lot more than you would. And maybe, you know, at this point, it's probably becoming horrible because you're like, all right, okay, we need to, I can't stop seeing, I need to like break from you guys because I've seen you all the time. So, you know, I understand that part, but you know, you get to see your kids, you get to see your family, your husband, your wife. I mean, you're seeing them a lot more. So, you know, it's, you know, pandemic, bringing families together since 2020. I mean, that sounds like a t-shirt or a bumper sticker, an insensitive one, but come on, I can see it already. Anybody out there that makes t-shirts, you know, let's print one up, see what it looks like. But um, yeah, I can imagine that a lot of people are probably uh, at each other's throats, uh, you know, maybe getting a little stir crazy around the house. So those of you out there, uh, Hit me up. Let me know how your pandemic experience is going. Let me know if you're working or if you're stuck at home. And if you're stuck at home, how is the relationships, uh, how are they going? Uh, whether it be with your kids, maybe you live, maybe you're married, maybe you're living with a boyfriend or girlfriend. How is that relationship? Maybe you live with your parents still. You know, that happens. Um, how's that going? Are you guys at each other's throats? Are you regretting moving in or are they regretting letting you live there? If you're married, are you guys at each other's throats? I mean, are you starting to see stuff that maybe you just didn't see before because you weren't home all the time? And, oh, you know, I imagine relationships might be tested right now. How strong is it? Um, you know, are you able to survive this? I mean, if anything, I think now would be a good time to just really, uh, really test those boundaries a little bit because, I mean, who. Who's going to kick somebody out of the house during a pandemic, right? I mean, come on. You would have to be the meanest person in the world to get in a fight and kick somebody out during a pandemic. Where would they go? You know, the police might pick them up. So come on, have a heart. Yeah, maybe they pissed you off or they did something totally wrong. But, you know, it's a pandemic. You don't want to put them in danger. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe divorce rates will go up once this pandemic is going on. Or maybe relationships are going to be stronger, you know. Let me know how it goes. I mean, relationships are fragile as it is. Um, you know, I talked about parenting and the different ideas and different opinions, but that's the same thing with relationships. We all think we should be differently. Um, uh, you, some people might think you should be a certain way. I myself, I've been told uh, on numerous occasions that maybe I should, quote, grow up or be a little more mature. And for me... That kind of sets me off because uh, I've been told that recently and I'm trying to look at it like, who are you? Who's anybody to tell someone to be more mature? What is mature? I think being mature is like a subjective idea or a thought that it can mean something different to anybody. So who are you? Are you mature? So you're so mature that you can tell somebody else if they're not mature, you know? Let me know what your definition is because, you know, I'm thinking having a full-time job, providing for a family, doing whatever you can to provide. I mean, that sounds pretty mature to me. Um, 
So, I mean, people that judge other people, especially about growing up or being mature or something like that, I don't know if anyone has had that uh, told to them. Most likely it'll be fathers being told that from mothers or men being told that from their significant others. Uh, It seems to always go that way. Um, Let me know what your definition of being mature is. is. Is being mature something completely different than just being able to provide and have a job and help out as much as you can and, you know, try to fulfill your responsibilities to the best of your abilities? I mean, that's pretty mature, I think, recognizing what it is that needs to be done and doing your best to get it done. It sounds pretty mature to me. But some people think differently. And I would like an opinion on that from everyone out there. And as a man and as a father, I mean, it's tough for you, for us guys out there. You know, I'm not going to lie. I might lose a lot of audience members or maybe I'll get some, uh, you know, ignite some passion and some responses because I've I've been... I mean, I, I've been through custody battles before, okay? And as a father walking in to a, a courtroom for custody, you automatically feel like you're kind of behind the eight ball because naturally, what I mean, just the way it's been, mothers have always kind of got the benefit of the doubt regardless of a situation. Statistically, that's how it usually, it's how it goes. Men usually have to fight a lot harder when it comes to children, which for some cases, there are some asshole fathers out there, the ones that just don't do anything or they disappear. I mean, they're able, they have that ability to just be able to disconnect from something that they created. Now, yeah, I know that that there, there are out there, but there are, there's bad moms out there. I mean, if you look at, there's reports, you look at the news, there's a lot of shitty moms out there, just like there's shitty dads. I think it should be fair, but a lot of the times, fathers, men, always get looked down upon because all those bad apples that were out there. And, you know, there are some good dads out there that fight and still get, you know, they don't get anything, even though they have, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing behind it, there's just things that are, I mean, I've seen it because I sit, when you go to court and you do custody battles, you have to sit and wait your turn, so why do you sit there? You have to listen to the other cases that are going on. And I'm telling you, like, there's some crazy-ass cases that you sit in and you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, the stuff that is said, like, it is just pure venom that these people are spitting towards each other. And thankfully, like, I don't have those kind of relationships like that. Like, I'm not very venomous, I guess. Or I just, maybe I just don't fight back as much as I should. I mean, I try to do, keep things as simple and as, as civil as possible because one, it's less stress, man. I mean, there's enough shit going on in life, but I mean, it's, it's beneficial to the child, like to the kids. I mean, you got to have that relationship with the, with the parents. Like kids need to be able to see that you can be civil together. I mean, yeah, you might not be able to have a relationship with each other, but you should be able to come together with that common goal of raising a child and making sure that they have everything they get they can do. And there's some some of these things that you see in these courtrooms, it's crazy. But as a man, like you walk in and it's tough. I mean, I'm only speaking from experience and I'm not I'm not trying to put down anybody um that was in any other situation that could could have been different. I'm just speaking on my own self, but me personally walking in there, it's like I feel like I can't like I have to dress up. I had to wear, I, I, 
I don't really dress up that much. So I wanted to go in there, you know, maybe a jeans and a nice shirt or something like that. But no, like I felt like I had to wear slacks, button up, a tie. My hair had to be, I had to look, I had to look like a part. Like I know who I am and how I am towards my kids and stuff like that. But I felt like I had to like present myself as this super upstanding citizen, clean shaven, nice, nice shirt, nice tie. But it's so weird that like, because when you go through the process, you, you start feeling that way. Like, oh my God, if I don't, I got to do anything I can just to get like 50, 50 custody. Like if I, and it's crazy because perception in all aspects of life, like perception is, is, is heavy, man. Like if, like, think about when you go on job interviews, you could be the smartest person in the world. You could know everything it is about the job that you're applying for. But do you think like psychologically, we all like, can you just go in there and sweatpants some flip flops and maybe a dirty t-shirt? No, we all dress up, right? We all try to present this image to this person who's hiring you because it's the perception of it. Well, Hey, that guy looks like he knows what he's doing. You know, he must, he must be good. He must be the right person for the job. Look at that tie. Look at that, that jacket he's wearing. Oh my God. Did you see his shoes? How shiny they were? Like all those things when you're hiring people, they look, they judge you. You know, they always say, don't judge a book by its cover, but almost everything in life is you're judge. You're like, you're getting ready to be judged by the cover and not the book. We dress up when we go to job interviews. Sometimes when we go to court, how many of you are dressing up to go to court? Do you go there in slacks and a sweatshirt and a hoodie and a beanie? Or do you go there and you try to find the best clothes you can to go to court? Because we know we're going to be judged by the cover and not the book. You know, it shouldn't be that way, but it always is. Just think about all the things you dress up for and why do you dress up for it? You dress up for it because you know people are going to be looking at you. And no matter how much we say we don't want to be judged, we, we know we are. So we try, to, we try to fit in that way. Job interviews, court, when you're getting married, you have to dress up. Like, who made the rule? Why do you dress up? You want to present yourself as being more than what you are? Or do if you, if you don't dress up, you're not in love as much as the next person is? It's a lot of crazy stuff like that that we that we have to go through and um but just as a as a man you know you in and in parenting I've been told that you know you know maybe my instances are different and maybe other people have different situations or whatever but as a father do you feel as a as a father do you feel like you have equal say when it comes to raising your child when you're with the mother you're living with the mother you're married to the mother do you feel like you have equal, like, on, like, do you honestly feel like you have an equal say when it comes to it? And mothers out there, do you feel that the fathers of the, the, your, the fathers of the, your children, do you on, like you personally, when you, when they have opinions, do you feel that your opinion or your decision-making is more than the father? Like if you have a decision to make and it becomes between you and the father, do you feel like your, your opinion should be the one that's taken or is it a 50, 50 thing? Do you, are you able to, you know, 
you discuss it, you talk amongst each other, you figure it out. You're like, oh, you know what? That is a better idea. Or is it a one-way street? I mean, you know, I bet there are some cases where it's one side is people are communicating and the other side is it's one opinion or the next. And it's crazy. And I'm just speaking from my experience. I've had to deal with the, you're all, oh, well, you're just a father. And, you know, that's a crushing, it's a crushing thing to hear. And maybe I'm just not surrounding myself around the right women or whatever. But I'm just wondering if it's the same out there. And I'm wondering, you know, mother's opinions. Do you feel like you're, you have the final say over the, the father? Um, it'd be interesting to hear about it. Um, like I said, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just all about hearing sides of the sides of the matter or the different opinions. I love it because we're all different. We all have different thoughts. And, um, I would, you know, I'm just like, it was what I was talking about just with the pandemic being home at all that time, all that stuff. Are you seeing things that you probably didn't see before? Because, you know, with work and school, you kind of, you're kind of blinded by, what's going on because you're so busy, but maybe some of you that aren't busy out there, you're not in this, you're not quote essential workers. Um, are you seeing things that you didn't see before? How are your relationships getting stronger? Are they getting weaker? Um, how about the relationships with your kids? Are they getting stronger because you see them all the time? Are you guys doing a lot of activities or is it hard to do, try to get activities? Cause maybe the kids are in such a groove of not doing a lot of stuff because they can't really go outside or, um, I just imagine a lot of things are different, you know, and the real, the real big question is once the pandemic is over and everyone gets back to the swing of things, do we all just go back to just how it was before? Or do we try to incorporate the things that we were doing when we were quarantined? Maybe you start having more family activities uh, maybe you set aside times to just do family stuff or no devices and maybe, you know, things that you had with your, your wives, your husbands, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, maybe you start doing more things together when you're at the house and, you know, or do you guys try to get as far away as possible? <laughs> maybe people split up or like, you know what, this isn't for me. I can't do this. I mean, I will not be able to survive another pandemic, um, but it would be just really, really interesting to see uh, the comments, um, what you guys have, you know, what you guys have been going through, little tips and tricks, maybe some games or activities that you guys have been doing. Um, it would be really interesting to see, and I just, I uh, really appreciate everybody listening um, a lot of people following the, uh, the page I made, I mean, it's, it's more than I thought they would actually like, like the page and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. And, you know, I, a lot of people are listening to it and people that I don't know, or people that know each other. And so, you know, if, if you enjoy the podcast, check out all the, uh, the platforms that you can reach me at, um, and just pass it along, uh, share it. Uh, do whatever you can, like, share, all that stuff, and just, you know, if you enjoy it and you think that uh, someone else would enjoy it, I'd be greatly appreciated just to, just to try to reach as far as I could reach, and uh, maybe my opinion is similar to people, and people could reach out, and, and maybe they're going through the same things or anything that I'm talking about. Maybe it strikes a chord with you, um, but like I said, I really appreciate 
everybody that's listening and uh, following along. Um, it's really cool. Uh, I started this podcast really just to kind of see what it was and really just to kind of just express the thoughts that I have. And uh, it's almost therapeutic for me just to be able to get it off my chest and stuff like that. And it's really cool to see that people are, you know, following along and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see, see where this goes. And we're back. Welcome back. Um, so over the weekend and just recently through this, the pandemic and stuff like that, you know, you see a lot of stories about people reaching out and Zoom conference calls because everyone's fiending to socialize and be, you know, stay connected with people and try not to lose contacts and stuff like that. I mean, um, it just got me thinking about that I am not the best, I don't know if it's communicator. I mean, I think I communicate pretty well, but I'm not like a willing participant to reach out and say hi to people all the time. Um, I was started thinking about it and I don't realize that I don't really talk to my parents as much as I probably should. Like my mom moved away to Kansas. Hi mom. I know you're listening. Um, and you know, I probably should call her more than I do. And it kind of upset me and I was getting real sad about it. And I got to start really focusing on doing that because, you know, she's my mom and you should communicate with your mom and I should communicate with my dad. And I don't know what it is. I just, I find myself, um, you know, just too busy or I get caught up and stuff, just like I was talking about, you know, like everyone I'm, I am guilty and I'm a victim of the, of being so caught up in all the responsibilities that you have to do. And, you know, maybe I should be calling my mom instead of making the podcast. Maybe I, that's what I should be doing. But I, it was just getting me to think and you just start realizing you, you, sometimes you lose contact with, especially when you get older and, you know, you like you grow up with your parents and you're with your parents for a long time. And then, you know, as you get older and you have your own family, I don't know, maybe other people, they, maybe they call and they talk to their parents all the time, but I just started, I was thinking about it. It was really bumming me out because, you know, it's just, I don't know. You should, I feel like I should be calling them more and I should be talking to them more and seeing how they're doing more. And like, I was like, man, I must be like, I start. you start thinking like, man, fuck, I'm like a shitty ass. I start thinking like, man, you're like a shitty ass son, dude. Like you don't call your mom. You don't talk to your dad that much. Uh, granted, I don't think my dad really talks to, maybe I get that from my dad because he, he doesn't really, you know, he's not, he doesn't really need to talk to people. And you know, if he has a thing at his house, if you go over there, it's cool. If you go, don't go over there, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you reach out, you reach out. I mean, maybe that's kind of where I get it from. Those of you who know who my dad is, you probably know who I'm talking about. Like, you don't really stay in contact too much. And it's, you know, my family always gets on me when we have get-togethers and stuff. Sometimes I show up, sometimes we don't, you know. I probably might be the one part of the family with all the kids. And, you know, I don't always, I didn't always go to the family events. And, you know, I, you know, I start regretting it because, you know, 
I lost my, you know, I, you start losing your grandparents. And I mean, I have three kids and I had so many opportunities for my kids to get to know their great grandparents. And I don't know, like I, when the family events happened, I didn't, you know, you don't think that, I don't know what it is. You don't think that you, you think that you'll have more opportunities for your children to meet their great grandparents and their grandparents and stuff like that. You think, at least I did, I thought I had, I would have more opportunities to do it. And you, you know, I start losing the grandparent, great grandparent, my grandparents and my, my children's great grandparents. And they never really got to know, they never really got to know them. And I, I think about it and it, it kind of, and even myself, like I, sh- how come I never reached out to my, my grandparents more? I never did. I was always kind of, you know, in the back as kids, you know, I was, we were around my grandparents a lot. Um, I mean, maybe, I, I mean, I don't, I was, but not as much as like my cousins were. And you know, I feel like I, I need to be a better communicator as I'm getting older and everyone's getting older. I mean, you you just never know. And it just stuff like that is, you know, this podcast is kind of going sideways now because I'm getting all emotional about it, but, um, um, you know, I got to do better and you, you start thinking about, man, you should be calling people more. You should be talking to people more. Like I have, I have cousins that I should be calling and, you know, saying hi. I mean, the family, the family thing is, is something that, you know, it is a big deal, but I, I, for whatever reason, I continue to just kind of stay in my bubble. And I think, ah, oh, no, I will, I'll reach out. I mean, I'll have plenty of opportunities, but I mean, man, we're all getting older and, you know, hopefully um, everybody out there, they stay in contact. And how, how is everybody how are your relationships uh, with everybody out there since with the pandemic and you're kind of staying away? Are you guys calling each other a lot? Do you talk a lot to, with your family? Um, are you reaching out a lot? Uh, I don't know. Like, do I set schedule and reminders just to call people just to kind of check like a well check to see how everyone's doing? I, I think I got to be better at that. And I, I'm, you know, hopefully everybody's out there is, is better than I am, but you know, I, I just started thinking about like, damn, dude, I, I should be talking, I should be calling family more. I should be letting them talk to their grandkids or not about, it's not like I'm not letting them. It's just, I should be more, you know, I should be more eager and more, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but I should, I should really like be promoting that more and having my kids calling my, uh, their grandpas and their grandmas and, saying hi and saying hello because you just never know if you get another opportunity for it and I think it's just I think it comes from me when I when I lost my grandparents I felt like I had I should have done more as because once I started having kids I started carrying on the names and I started growing the tree our family tree you know, of my mom and my dad, of that tree, of all the branches, once I had the kids, you know, it's, 
you're you're carrying it on and I kinda just I didn't take it as serious as I should have. I should have talked to my grandpas and my grandmas more. I should have done all that. And I just never did. And so those of you out there um, who are in this, who are doing exactly what I'm explaining <laughs> about what I've been doing, don't do it, man. Cause it, it, it kind of creeps up on you and it, it, I don't know if it haunts you, but you just start, you regret not being more forthcoming and communicating more about that stuff. So those of you who still have with your moms and your dads and your uncles and your cousins and your grandmas and your grandpas, I mean, I'm going to start, I'm going to start just by talking about it here is just basically saying those family members who are listening to this podcast, look out because I'm going to start calling you and you're going to start talking to your grandkids or your, your you know, you're going to start talking to everybody and it's, you know, I'm coming for you, man. You know, this, uh, it's kind of an, uh, an awakening moment, uh, an epiphany, I think it would be a word for it. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an English major. I'm not an anything major to be honest with you, <laughs> but those of you who are out there who, who aren't, maybe aren't talking as much, I mean, reach out, like make the first move. I know. I, I mean, I should have done it a long time ago and I kind of just been not doing it. And, um, I think I'm just going to end the podcast on that note is just, you know what, um, reach out, communicate with your family or or your loved ones or anybody that you haven't really talked to in a while. Say something, man, just call them up, shoot them a text, say, Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? How's life? You know, like there's a lot of people out there that, um, that, that, that little gesture can go a long way. You never know what family member could be struggling, uh, what friend could be struggling out there, especially with this pandemic going on and people losing their jobs, uh, losing, like, lives are being shattered because of what's going on with no real immediate help on the way. And really, I mean, it's hard to see where this is going to end, how this is going to end. Um, so just reach out, um, and I'm going to practice what I preach here, uh, because that's kind of what I was thinking about. And I just wanted to say it on, on the podcast and let you guys know, and hopefully the message carries through. So you got family, you got friends out there. You got people that, that probably that that want to hear from you. Um, and I think, I think anything that comes from this pandemic, that's the one thing is, is, you know, when you're separated from everybody, you know, we should treat, you know, you, you want to, you have this need that you want to reach out because you don't see anybody. You can't touch anybody. You can't hang out with anybody. So now we're like wanting to communicate more, but we should make sure that we carry that on. And, um, hopefully we can, and hopefully we, you know, it helps everybody out and stuff like that. So I think that'll be the cool thing to come out of this pandemic is that people are just staying in touch more. Um, and if anything, no matter how you feel about this pandemic, this whole thing is crazy the way it came out of nowhere. Like nobody could have predicted this shit was going to happen, except there was a documentary on Netflix, which kind of predicted it. But um, this just shows that any crazy thing can happen and that we just got to stay in touch, stay, you know, stay connected all throughout, even when it's normal, stay connected, stay, say hi, say what's up. Um, And, 
yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Um, stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, I know I keep trying to make a schedule. Maybe I'll just do it once a week. Um, that way a lot of things could build up, a lot of news, a lot of things that are kind of going on with my life. Um, but like I said, uh, send comments. You can message me directly uh, on my Facebook page. Uh, or you can send an email to victoryofthepeople83 at gmail.com. Send some questions, send some stories, and I'll, I'll read them over my podcast, and I'll, I'll give shout-outs uh, uh, to tell your story if you have a story you want to be told. I mean, this is an outlet. This is a platform, and I, you know, I do this, you know, it's for me really just a therapeutic thing, but, you know, people that are listening, if you have things that you want to get out there and, you, you know, maybe you're a little shy and you don't want to, you want people to hear this story because you think it'll be beneficial, but you're not sure how to get it out. I mean, send me, send me a message, hit me up on Facebook, on the, uh, the Facebook page at victory of the people 83, uh, or hit, uh, hit, hit me up on the email that I made for the, the podcast is victory of the people 83 at gmail.com. Send your story, send your comments, send your questions. I'll, I'll read them out. I mean, uh, let's, let's grow this podcast more. Let's communicate. Let's stay connected. Let's interact. Um, so if you don't hear from me for the rest of the week, have a great week. Uh, and yeah, I'm out of here.